We're good to go. <laughs> anyway, uh, how many how many played that game when you was a kid? Anybody ever play Follow the Leader? Anybody play that? Anybody play Follow the Leader? Yeah, it was a pretty pretty fun game. What was the, what was the point of it? it? Was the point was to imitate the move of whoever was the leader, right? Whoever was in charge, you know, you had to imitate everything they said. I want to I want to date some people here, and uh, which I already know most everybody's dates. <laughs> How many remember this commercial? Follow the what? He's on a Honda. Remember that commercial? Yeah. Follow the leader. He's on a Honda. That was an old Honda commercial, early 80s. And uh, the, for the Honda motorcycles and ATVs, uh, when the three-wheeler came out, and I can still hear that song going on through the commercial. The only problem was I didn't think a Honda was really that much of a leader of a motorcycle. But anyway, it worked because here, like 40 years later, we remember the commercial, right? And or some people do. But what was the point of the commercial? The point of the commercial was this. Honda is the best, and Honda is the leader. And if you want to be the best, and if you want to... to, to uh, uh, be better than anybody else, you follow the one who's leading, which to the company Honda was their motorcycles, right? And so the point of this, the point of the game, the point of the commercial, right? The point of follow the leader is whoever is out front, whoever is the best, whoever is the lead, imitate them and you will be like them, the best or out in the lead or something like that. And when you look at our text this morning, very simple words in verse 1 of Ephesians chapter 5. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Now when I think of this passage here and before we get over to it, there's a little bit of groundwork I want to set here before we get there. Some things we have to understand of where this where this admonition, where this command is coming from. And one of the first things that we need to settle and we need to set down and we need to understand, which I think most everybody in this room understands this, is that we have been born again, right, by incorruptible seed. If you are here this morning and you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ... The Bible says that you have been born again, uh, 1 Peter 1.23, born again not of corruptible seed, but by incorruptible, which is the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. You have been born again of the spirit of God. In John 15.3, Jesus said, now are you clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So if you're here today and you're saved, you are born again. You are a born again child of God. And everything about us is altogether new. Now you say, I've been in Christ a long time and it doesn't feel new, but really it is new in the realm. If you want to think in the time frame of eternity, that is really outside of time. No matter how long you are living in this life, uh, everything you've been given in Christ is new. 2 Corinthians 5.15, we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, the Bible says. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So we are new creatures in Christ. We have a new family in Jesus Christ, right? Uh, our, our Father is God the Father. Our elder brother is Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit of God indwells us. He, this is our family. We have been adopted by Jesus Christ, adopted into the family of God, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, the Bible says. We, have, we are new creatures with a new family, with a new life. 
Jesus said, John, in John chapter 10, 28, I give unto them life, right? Eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Amen. Listen, there are, there are loads of people that are meeting and assembling today at churches all over the world that don't have this assurance for some crazy reason. They think they lost it last night. They think they lost it last week. They think they did something and it was gone away. No, Jesus says, I give unto them what eternal life. What is eternality? It is without beginning. It is without end. It is outside of time, not inside of time. At the moment, listen, if you could lose it, friend, it's not eternal anymore. Amen? And we got new life. But not only this, we have a new purpose. Mark 16, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Why are we here? Why has he left us here? Uh, friend, we have a lost world to reach with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have a new destination. Amen. Let not your heart be troubled, Jesus said. Over in John 14, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. He said, if it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to, I go to prepare a place for you. That, that, that where I, and, and if I go away, I will come again and will receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And I don't know anything more encouraging than this, that wherever Jesus is, we will be for the rest of our eternal existence. Amen. We have a new destination. We have new purpose. We have a new life, right? Not only that, listen, lastly, we have new hope. 1 John 3, 2, beloved, now, now, let me back up and say that correctly. Beloved, now, right now, are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. You know what the hope I have? But we, we saw it back in Romans chapter 5, so about a year or so ago, we see this hope that we have, is that one day this flesh, this body is going to be put into a grave. We're going to come out. Listen, we're going to have a new body that will never sin again, that will never desire sin again, that will be perfect. I don't know, I'm looking forward to that. I am looking forward to that. And I've told some of you yahoos, everybody's body, that your new body, hey, it's going to be 4 foot 17. I'm convinced. I am convinced of it. Some of you that are way too tall, for your own good. It is. There's a new hope. A new hope. And we're looking for that. New creatures. New family. New life. New purpose. New destination. A new hope. We shall be like Him. Now, while, although we are not like the Lord Jesus Christ yet, we're not there yet. Amen? Right? We have our old nature still. We have, we ha we have, uh, we have the flesh, I should say more accurately, that we still have. But watch this, we have been commanded to be like him though. Whoa. Sounds like a little bit, a little bit of a paradox, a little bit of a conundrum here, isn't it? We are not like him yet, but we have been commanded fully, but we've been commanded to be like him. 2 Corinthians 6, 17. And the Bible says, And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? And for ye are the temple of the living God. We ought to, we ought to pause on that and think about that a little longer, shouldn't we? You and I, if you're saved here this morning, you are the temple of the living God. God's, God, the Holy Spirit, lives in your body. And we are the temple of the living God. And he says, as God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore, because of this, because you're the temple of God, because God lives in you, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord.
And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. We know over in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, you have it memorized. I know you do. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Why your body? Because you are indwelt by the Spirit of God. We saw in 2 Corinthians 6, 17. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, And it goes on to say in verse 2, and be not conformed to this world. Notice this, that word conform means to conform oneself to another pattern. The world has a pattern that they live by. The world has a process that they live by. And we're told here in verse number 2, be not conformed to this world. Do not live after the pattern of this world. But be ye transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind that you might prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Why do you need a transformed mind? Because the, way to, the only way you're going to know how to not live a conformed life to this world is to be filled with this. Have a conformed mind to the word of God. Watch this. Be not conformed to this world. How we think, how we talk. How we entertain ourselves. Uh, What we eat or drink. He said, eat or drink? Come on. I said this yesterday, right? As Baptists, we gave up every vice there was. The only thing we have left is food, right? So we just, you ever, no? Okay, I I guess it's just me. Anyway. No, no, conform. We're not to be conformed to this world. Do you know what the world makes? You, You say food and drink, you know what they make? Right? They they put all sorts of things in food that we ought, ought not to have in our body. I'm not just talking about sugar. I'm talking like marijuana. You ever seen? So, yeah, I was at, oh, long story, a long time ago. I wasn't saved. It was in high school at a buddy's house, and his friend, his brother just made brownies. And I'm like, wow. I didn't, I mean, I'm, I'm t- his brother was a hell's angel, literally. The other brother was something else. That, yeah, I had awful friends. And anyway, and there, I was really shocked that the one brother made brownies. And my buddy said, yeah, don't eat them. I said, oh, okay, yeah. There was stuff in them. No, no, we, we are separate from the world now, amen? There's things that we don't eat. There are things that we don't drink. Isn't it amazing that we're debating today whether, an, whether a, a believer indwelt by the Spirit of God should be drinking alcohol or not? It's unbelievable to me. But no, there's separation there. We're not to conform to this world, uh, how we entertain ourselves and how, 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 how we think and how we talk and how we dress and how we work. And No, it all falls into the pattern. Watch, if the world has its pattern of how, it's, how it lives, watch, we ought to have our pattern how we live according to the Word of God. 1 John 2.15, the Bible says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, for the love... If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. I've told you this before. I had, I had a really pretty sweet 78 Trans Am, black and gold, 400 Pontiac. Didn't have the olds. The olds 403, that ruined it. It had a Pontiac engine in it. And, uh, and I'd, I'd go out in the garage every once in a while and tinker around on it. And our one daughter, Kendra, every once in a while, she'd come out in the garage and she'd just walk by and go, Love not the world, neither things that are in the world. Go back in the house. Who taught you that anyway? Right? Yeah. Luke 9, 23, He said unto them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and let him take up his cross and follow me. Listen to me this morning. As children of God, we have been commanded to separate from this world and live and love 
like the Lord Jesus Christ. That's our pattern. It's Jesus. Yeah. Remember the game I told you about? Follow the leader. Look at verse five, or chapter 5, verse 1. Be therefore followers of God. The point of the game, right, was to what? Whoever is out in front, whoever is the best, the best, whoever is in the lead, imitate them and you'll be like them. Right. Where's my helpers? Are you ready? They're going to show you how this goes. Yasmin, are you ready? You still want to do this? You good? Okay, come here. Come here. You got to come up here. Yasmin is in the front. Yasmin is in charge. Yasmin is the best. You like that? No? You want to come up here? Okay, you don't have to. You want to? Come on, come on. Come on. Uh, show, show everybody. Okay, you don't have to. That's all right. Who wants to play the game? Does anybody want to play the game? Emma? No, nobody wants to play the game. Okay. Well, listen, we know how it goes, right? If I jump, right, what do you do? You jump, right? If I go, you do that, right? Yeah, good. See, she did it. Right? Follow the leader, right? Let me ask you this. How many believe, how many believe that Jesus is the leader? Okay, amen. You can, you can respond that way. Say, let's try this again. How many believe Jesus is the leader? Amen. All right. How many believe Jesus is out front? Amen. All right. How many believe, here's, oh, how many believe Jesus is the best? Amen, right? He's creator. That's pretty awesome, right? He is sustainer. You can't really beat that. He is savior. That's pretty awesome, right? He is defender. He is conqueror. I, I think we could all agree here that our God is the best. Amen. Yeah. And we've been commanded to follow him. We have been commanded to follow him. Look at verse 1. Be ye therefore. Look at that word therefore. Why is it there? Well, therefore is there for a reason. <laughs> Right? What is it referring to? That, that word therefore is referring to chapter 4 that comes before it. Do you remember what was going on in chapter 4? Right? Ch ch chapter, uh, you know, chapter 1 and uh, 1 through 3 is, is just a wonderful uh, depiction of what we have in Christ and who we are in Christ Jesus. And here we have in chapter 4 where it's showing us how, uh, that we are commanded to walk like Christ. Look at verse 17, would you, of chapter 4. Paul says, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Verse 19, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanliness with greediness. All uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that ye, so this is you, you are ye, if you're listening, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, what is that the conversation, lifestyle, that you put off the, the former lifestyle, right, which is uh, uh, the old man, which is corrupt, according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, here it is, that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So we see here we have the command to put off 
right? And to put on. To put off, you've got, watch, you've got to put off before you put on. You know, there, there is some problems out there. Sometimes some believers try to put on Christ before they put off Christ, put off the old life, right? They, they put one coat on over another. And it, they end up having a life that's really rather contradictory, right? They, they end up having a life that, 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 that their life is, 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 uh, uh, is, is brackish, is, is salt and, and, and fresh water. It is, it is two things going on, and it's really a little bit of a contradiction over in James chapter 3. We know the Bible says, but the tongue can no man tame, for it is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God, out of the same mouth, how many know this is true? Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessings and cursings. And he goes on to say, my brethren, these things ought not so to be. No, this is the problem. Well, this is a problem with putting on before you put off. This is the problem of putting on and leaving what should be put off and leaving it put on. Notice, notice here, if you, if you see here, we are to put off the old man before we put on the new man. And there's only one way that we can do that. Notice this from verses 25 through 32. We see the illustration of putting off and putting on, right? Put off what? Lying. Put on speaking the truth. Put off being angry, right? And giving place to the devil, right? Look at verse 28. Put off stealing and put on working. Put off corrupt communication and put on edifying speech. Put off grieving of the Spirit of God. Put off that. Put off bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking and, and, and put away from you with all malice. Look at verse 32. Here's what you put on. Kindness and tenderheartedness and forgiveness, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So we see here, because of what we've been commanded to do, because we have been told to put off and put on, okay, look at verse 1. Therefore, be you therefore followers of God. So how do you put off and how do you put on? Well, here it is. Be a follower of God. It's simple. Not simplistic. It's very deep, but it's simple. It really is. What does that word follow mean? Well, I'll tell you what it doesn't mean, Miss Judy. It doesn't mean to, to mimic. I wish Jana was here. I was ready just to give it to her. I bet, I bet when you, were, you, you, you and Jana were kids, did she ever mimic you? Did you ever go, Jana, you probably shouldn't do that. She goes, Jana, you probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, I, I, how do I know, right? No, that's mimicking. That, that's, kind of like, that's kind of rude, right? Okay. My brother did that one time to my mother, one time. And my father made sure he didn't do it again. <laughs> it, was, it was an awesome, colossal. It was awesome, but anyway... I thought, he did it, I went, uh-oh. I mean, you know, in your heart when your sibling does something, you go, that's not going to end well, is it? Right? <laughs> Absolutely. This is, wait, that, that, this word follow doesn't mean to mimic. The word follow means to imitate. To follow the leader. To imitate what they're doing. I want, to, I want you to notice this. There are three ways in our, in our physical realm. I'm not talking spiritually here. There are really three ways. There could be more. It's not exhaustive. But there are three ways that I've noticed uh, why we imitate other people. First of all, inherited. The people that are smart, 
they say 30 to 60% of our mannerisms are inherited. They're inherited. You, you, you have some thir- certain things that you do because, because you inherited those things. Our son is like his grandfather who he really never knew. It's, an, it's, it's uncanny how much he's like him and the little things he does and certain little things and how he looks. And we've got a senior picture of Philip and then his grandfather. I mean, they just look almost identical, right? It's, it's, it's hilarious. But he didn't hardly ever know him. But it was inherited. There are inherited things. Do you know some people that are really smart uh, that come up with all these statistics? Some people say that all of your phobias are inherited. I don't know. How am I supposed to know if that's true or not? But I thought it sounded pretty good, right? And uh, inherited. Watch this. Here's another one. Familiarity. If you spend a lot of time with somebody, sometimes you end up acting like them. Sometimes you end up copying what they do. I remember my little nephew, Ryan, he's in his mid-30s now, but he was probably about a year and a half old. He was running around in his little bouncy thing that they run around in, right? And uh, he would go around doing this. We couldn't figure out for the longest time what he was doing. And we realized my sister would walk around the house whistling all the time. But he couldn't whistle. And so he's watching her all, the, all day long with mom. And he's going, ooh, running around. Ooh, ooh. It's pretty neat. What? Familiarity. He had been around it long enough that he was picking it up. It wasn't really inherited, per se. But he was watching it over and over. Here's the third one. Admiration. When you admire somebody, you'll watch. You'll start picking up some of their traits. You'll start what, imitating some of the things that they do. How many young preachers out there have imitated an older preacher that they admired? Right? Would clear their throat the same way. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Admiration. Inheritance. Familiarity. Admiration. Marie Roloff wrote a book about her husband, Lester. And she said when he was little, her brothers said the story. He was little, and there's two other boys, and they said Lester had the ability to sound like our father, just like him. And he had the mannerisms and the voice and all this stuff. And he said they were all out in the barn. They were young. Dad had sent them out to the barn to work, and they are all out there. And they said little Lester began just mimicking, copying. He was mimicking. not Well, he was imitating too. But he was imitating his daddy, and he was talking to him, going, Now you do this, and you do that, and you do that. And he said the boys got quiet and he didn't realize that dad was standing right behind him while he was doing it. He was, but he had seen him enough. There's probably some inherited stuff there as well with the voice and thing, but he, was, he watched him enough. He could imitate him enough. And thankfully, they said their father had a good sense of humor and laughed. I thought, boy, I bet that was a sigh of relief. Amen. Yeah. Inherited familiarity, admiration. Watch. Be ye followers of God. Be ye imitators of God. Watch. Not followers of the world. Not imitators of the world. Not imitators of your favorite movie star. Hopefully you don't have one. Not imitators of your of your favorite self-help guru. Not, not, not imitators of even maybe God, great and godly men or women. Can I remind you that the Apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. He didn't just say a blanket, follow me, right? As I, as I am imitating Christ, you imitate Christ. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Imitating God. Listen to me this morning. If you want a life 
that puts off the old man and puts on the new man. If you want a life of victory over sin, if you want a life that draws, uh, draws people to the Lord Jesus Christ, if you want a life of rest and a life of peace, then you need to live your life on a day-to-day basis imitating God. It's that simple. Yeah. But notice what it goes on to say. Be ye therefore followers of God as what? Dear children. That is the bigger crux of this word imitate here. As a child would imitate a parent. They can be inherited. It could come with familiarity like my nephew. And wonderfully, it can come by admiration. I know not everybody got Godly parents, I understand that. But there are still some things you admired in your parents that you might have copied and you didn't realize it. Yeah. How does this line up? How do these three areas line up with our imitation of God? Let me make some, let me make some uh, connections here. We follow God as dear children by inheritance. How is that? It's by the indwelling Spirit of God who guides us into all truth. Hey, if you want to imitate God in your life, be sensitive to the drawing and the leading of the Spirit of God in your life. Walk in the Spirit, right? And you know what you'll find yourself doing? You'll find yourself uh, imitating, imitating God. What about familiarity? Remember Acts 4.13, the disciples are there, and they said, Now when they had, they had saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. You want to imitate God in your life? You're going to have to spend time with Him. You're absolutely going to have to spend time with God. How do you spend time with God? Come on. Do I have to tell you again? Alan, do you know? You know, don't you? Yeah. Okay, this side doesn't know. He's the representative head of that side over here. Over here. This is how we know him. Absolutely. Amen. It, the, the Word of God. It, it, by inheritance, by familiarity, by knowing him. Thirdly, by admiration. By admiration. What is there not to admire about our God? Right? Oh, the hymn writer who said, Oh, to be like thee. Oh, to be like thee. Blessed Redeemer, pure as thou art, come in thy sweetness, come in thy fullness, stamp thine own image deep on my heart. He said, Oh, to be like thee. Admiration. When I think of God's power, when I think of God's justice, when I think of God's judgment, when I think of God's grace, of His mercy, of His love, of His pursuit of me, of His desire to rescue me, of His desire to save me, how can I not look upon the Lord Jesus Christ without admiration? You know what that admiration will cause you to do? It'll cause you to want to follow Him. It'll cause you to want to imitate Him. As a child looks up to a good father, As adults look back at a good mother, we look back and we look up and we look back and we look up and we look forward to our Heavenly Father. Follow Him. Follow Him. Yeah. How do we do that? Well, we already touched this. You've got to be born again. 
You need to be separate from this world. You can't put on two coats. You've got to take the world off before, before you put on Christ. Yeah. You've got to be a lover of the Word. You've got to be a lover of the Word of God. Hey, it's the Word that reveals God. Amen? We know nothing. Listen, we know nothing about God except what is revealed to us through His Word. Daniel 2, 2, He revealeth the deep and the secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the, and the light dwelleth with Him. Deuteronomy 29, 29, The secret things belong uh, to the Lord our God, and those things um, belong unto the Lord our God. But those things that are revealed unto us belong unto us and unto our children forever, that we may do the words of this law. God reveals His will to us. He reveals His character to us. He reveals His nature to us. And He reveals just enough of it that we need, right? That we can follow Him. That we can imitate Him. That we can live like Him. Are you an imitator of God? Who are you better? Who are you the who are you the best at imitating? Who are you the best at imitating? Are you the best at imitating somebody in the world? Are you are you really good? Are you are you uh, of course we're not, we've never arrived, amen. But are you getting better and better at imitating God? Yeah. Saw the other day somebody said, if you were put on trial for being a Christian, would there be any evidence against you? What are they saying? Are you following God? Are you an imitator as a dear child? Are you an imitator of God? Let me do this. Turn over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, would you please? 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. First Thessalonians. Get over here. Chapter one. First Thessalonians chapter one. Let's do this. Let's stand for this and we'll be done. We'll read this and then I'll close. And ye became followers of us. And of the Lord. Same word follow there is that same word, imitate. You became imitators of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. The word of God, the Holy Spirit of God. So that ye were examples and samples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. So now watch, now you're living like God, now you're following God, you're imitating Him, and others are noticing. Verse 7, uh, verse 8, For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, 
not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place that your faith to God were to spread abroad, so that we need not to speak anything. For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Remember they heard the boldness of Peter and John? They perceived that they were unlearned. They perceived that they were ignorant men and they marveled and they took knowledge of them. Why? That they had been with Jesus. Sometimes you've got to ask yourself the question, deductive reasoning sometimes is good. Sometimes we have to ask ourselves a question as believers, as adult believers in Christ. Maybe the world just isn't coming and noticing because we're just not imitating. If we're living like everybody else around us, what's to notice? Nothing. And watch, if they're not noticing, they're not being helped. If they're not noticing, they're not seeing Christ. If they're not noticing, listen, they're not being drawn through our life and to the place where they can get under the gospel. Who are you imitating today? If the world had to make their assessment like they made with Peter and John, would they say, man, they, man they, they seem like those wackos that go to church all the time. I'm not, no, I'm not talking about rude people. I'm not talking about people that are just unkind and unloved. I'm not talking about that at all. Right? But do they see, does the world see the Lord Jesus Christ, does he see that in us? Who, who are you imitating today? Father, thank you for the reminder. You've called us out. You've commanded us to put on and to put off. And you've even shown us how it's done. We put off and then we put on by following you, by imitating you. And Lord, I'm asking you this morning that you would help us to grow and to be better. Lord, we thank you for the indwelling spirit. We thank you for that help. We thank you for that one that guides us into all truth. Lord, we, we, we need to grow in our familiarity. And I believe as we grow in familiarity, we will grow in admiration. And we'll become great imitators of thee. Would you help us to do that today? Would you help us to do that? That's what you want from us. Would you help us to do that? We thank you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. The invitation is open and the instrument is playing and people are praying. And how has the Lord spoken to you this morning? Are there any areas in your life? Listen closely. Are there some areas in your life? Don't, don't, just, maybe there's just one. The Holy Spirit of God has put a finger on and he said, you know, you're imitating the world here. This is how the world operates. This is how the world reacts. This is how the world speaks. This is how the world looks. You're imitating the world here. And as long as you are imitating the world and not imitating me, it's, there's a less likely chance that those that I have placed you around, there's a less likely chance that they can see me in you. Anything like that today? Anything that you need to put off? 
Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Nobody's looking around. Let me ask a simple question. Can anybody say, you know, it's nothing huge. <laughs> it's nothing massive. But the Holy Spirit of God has kind of put his finger on a little something today. And it came right to my mind. Boy, I'm not imitating God there. Yeah. Anybody raise a hand this morning and say, yep. Yeah. Yeah, the Lord did that to me today. Uh, he, he brought it right to my mind. There's something, there's something in my life that I am not imitating God. Anybody like that? Yeah. Would you put that off today? Would you just tell the Lord, I, I'll put that off today with your help and your grace. I'm going to put that off. And I'm going to put on Christ. Yeah. Maybe you're here this morning the reason that you do not imitate, the reason you, do, you are not following God is because you've never been born again. And today you need to be saved. Maybe you're here in this building and you've never put your faith and trust in Christ. You've never been saved. Maybe you're watching online and live stream and you have never been saved. Today, today, you need to put, uh, you, you, you need to get saved. Today, you need to be born again. You need to put your faith and trust in Christ and turn to Him today before it's too late. God help us to be followers of Him, be imitators of Him. Amen. If that's your desire, He'll help you. Absolutely. So, good to see everybody out this morning. Good to have our guest with us today. Good to have you, brother. And um, so, I figure you know each other. So, yeah. so amen. Miss <clears throat> uh, Mary, is that your dad's church Wednesday night that he started there in New York? Still going well? And a young man gave me his name. I've got to bring him a bulletin and this guy's name who's still there, still there. And uh, he was there, he said, when he was a teenager and hasn't left. So what a blessing that is. And I had a good time with Brother Dunbar and, and a good work up there. So thankful for that. All right, we're going to be dismissed in a word of prayer this morning. Uh, Brother Earl, would you close us in prayer today?